0: (laughs) You don't have to say anymore. anymore. I know that. Yeah, that is how you think. Um, Actually, I've adopted uh, my own um, framework for my coaching and for my own business. And like, and I, this is something I drew from the last couple of years of building businesses and being an active participant in, in this. Um, the, The framework is building systems and processes that are simple effective efficient and fun Mm. and if you can do that it you do a really good job of delivering results uh, and also removing a lot of the unnecessary like work we can call it I, i like to call it the work um from what i see it's that's your goal too it's let me do this like let me make it easy you know
1: yeah, make it easy. <laughs> and then once it's easy and you make it repeatable, mm. it's repeatable, then hire someone who can take over that task. And if you keep doing that, you could its essentially just continuing to repeat, to create repeatable tasks that are simple. Like, yeah. And, you know, honestly, like some of the complex stuff, if you like doing that, cool, keep doing that. But mm-hmm. like, but you're going to be stuck to doing the complex stuff. You know, and it's like, do I want to be doing this forever or for the next five years?
0: The 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 word complex um sort of shakes me a little bit. I get a little yeah. um when I think about complexity, because I used to um I used to, you know, make things really complex and do things the hard way because I thought, you know, you, you gotta work hard. Uh, and also um, I was I had I had a hard time getting in the habit of like doing the same thing over and over or or simply just doing what works, you know, and repeating that and making it better. Uh, and so when i when I had my gym, you know, I would um, get into a good rhythm and things would be working well, and then I would see the next shiny object and I would try to add some more, add like complexity to the process and add more revenue streams and add all these different things. And um, what I found uh, and you I imagine you can attest to this as well. What I found is when you keep your eyes on the the, the prize for, you know, for lack of a better term, you have a lot more ease and flow through how you work, how you show up. Um, and ultimately the results that you get, whether that's results for your clients, uh, or your money, like the actual income you're you're getting and the the growth on your end. Um, mm-hmm. So when you focus on the thing that's actually working, and just do more of that at scale, you know, eventually you start to bring that out and expand it. Um, but do that, and it makes things um, work way better, right? You actually get what you want. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Matt Shiver, welcome. Like, welcome
1: again <laughs> thank you for having me again yeah the first one was fun i was in a different yeah different uh living situation i got my got my own office here
0: <laughs> yeah yeah you're you you're in a a house right you rented a house yeah yeah we up i upgraded from a single bedroom to a house <laughs> i'm trying to think when we had our last podcast what was that i think it was a year ago if i'm not about mistaken. a year
1: ago was it around that time
0: yeah it might've been, um, might've been in over the summer last year. I think that's right. Yeah. Like summertime. Mm-hmm. So, and in September, yeah.
1: like probably three to six, probably six months later. I, yeah. yeah six months later or so is when I, no, I think about it. That was June. I think it was May, May or June because I just started creating content. I dude, so much has changed since our last <laughs> podcast. Wow. I legit, because I remember some of the cropped up stuff with some of the first content that I started like Mm. pumping out. And dude, it's such a shift since, like, yeah, from just committing to that process. Crazy.
0: Yeah. Dude, I would love to talk about content today. And uh, I imagine it'll help me selfishly and also um, the audience, because from from what I've seen, you know, watching you and, and getting to talk to you over the last year. Um, you dove in to creating your own like way of doing things when it comes to running an online business. And you found some systems that really worked specifically on creating content, um, and simply delivering over and over and over again, and especially delivering value. Mm -hmm. Um, what I, and this is, I'm just tooting your horn here validating yeah, you, dude, Matt. you keep going um, bro <laughs> what i what i like uh, about the content you share is you're you're giving everything you're giving everything you have everything away and I, I can see that because like what you're talking about is actually useful you know we can apply it immediately it's not just talking and sharing your own stories and ideas it's like hey this works this is what i've done and you have the evidence because you're backing it up with results, mm-hmm. um, which are pretty evident. You could talk about that, but but yeah, you've gone, you've you've taken this idea of simply posting every day, sharing consistently, uh, and also improving on that every single time, and you've done something really amazing with what you have. Could you tell yes, us it- um, a little bit, like? how that journey has been for you. Yeah. So I'm very systems
1: and process driven. So as I I believe we talked about last time, but I know you are, and and I know you are too. So for me, like when I started creating content, it was uncomfortable, man. It was uncomfortable. Mm. I I knew I had stuff to share, right? But it's like, how do I condense that into 60 seconds Mm. or 30 or less, you know? And at the start, yeah, I had no idea what my audience wanted to hear. I didn't know what my message was. And at the time, I I didn't have like a productized offer because I was still in this discovery phase. I was doing some one-on-one consulting. That was probably my primary gig. So I didn't have like a service or offering that solved a specific problem for a specific person. It was just like, these are the things that I like to talk about, you know? So like, mm-hmm. which I think is normal for a lot of people when they get started with creating content. Are you good? Yeah, that's
0: like a tap thing Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah, I'm that's pretty tapping normal. The light on my uh, webcam because I'm trying to get better lighting in here. Oh, all good, man. That's my next. Yeah. Uh, ne- next thing. Dude, a I gotta, I've got a little...
1: <laughs> or you could get a little. Uh... I'll show this to
0: you. anybody who's watching. Do you have this, a this box video? light? One of those like.
1: Yeah, and it's yeah not... soft light. I've got two, but I also mm-hmm. have a window. So like, if the window's good, mm. then I don't turn the other side on. But yeah, yeah. If anybody. I don't know if this is gonna be. <laughs> it can be watched virtually or just, uh, audio, but yeah, let's, uh, let's go back to the content.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so you keep going. Yeah. You didn't know if anyone was like listening or you didn't know yeah. if you were, what, what to really share, but you were sharing. Totally. And I think that's really normal. It's like, especially
1: as you start creating mm-hmm. content, you, or a new business, you, you may kind of be unsure of who is this message for so I just created for 90 days, posted consistently on topics that I imagined, you know, people wanted to hear about. And after that 90 days, you see, you can see, okay, what, what got more likes, you know, what got more shares, what got more saves yeah. and then just recreate that same thing. Mm-hmm. Like I, there's one client that I work with. Um, he had one, one of his reels went viral and he continues to reuse the same hook like multiple times a week and it's the same hook he'll do the little he'll he'll change mm-hmm. it just a tiny bit but he's like if this works and the algorithm's going to take it and show it to a bunch of people i'm just going to keep doing this thing mm-hmm. and i think what a lot of us think and uh, i have to remind myself this is like when we're creating content we don't have to recreate the wheel we can say the same thing every single time mm-hmm. or we can say the same like maybe you have a content plan every monday i'm going to tell the whole world why you know, why eating carbs is stupid. I'm just kidding. But, you know, like that, that could be your Monday post is I'm going to throw I rocks. Eat animal
0: crackers, eating carbs yeah, is stupid. I am <laughs> just joking, but you know,
1: but like, if if that's, if that's part of your brand, if you're like full carnivore or or slash, um, you know, keto, you know, every Monday you could throw a rock. That could be your thing and just re- keep doing that. But I think when we think of content, and why a lot of people get turned off by the idea of it is that, oh, it's got to be new. I got I to gotta think, I got to mm-hmm. create. As opposed to being like, well, what are the main pillars? Or the main, not even pillars, what are the main, just get rid of all of the, because that, that adds more complexities too, still. Even mm-hmm. if you have, you know, content pillars, it's just, whatever. Like, what are the main problems that your people have? For me, it's like, all right, they're having a hard time getting enough leads. So booking calls, they're having a hard time creating social media content. They're having a hard time, like just growing their business. And, you know, I'm just going to just, when I think of, I, when when I, when I think of, all right, what am I going to create this week? I just think of the problems they're having and I just give solutions to those problems. Mm -hmm. And I just keep repeating the same thing. It's like, all right, the problem is trying to grow a business. Cool. What's one way they can grow their business. All right, cool. And I don't think too much about it. Like I don't put Mm -hmm. a ton, ton of time into like market re like looking at market research, looking at like, you know, content research. It's like, all right, if I know my ideal client well enough, I'm just going to speak to them in my content mm-hmm. and keep refining that. Like, I, I'm going to say I don't spend a lot of time on it. Like, I do spend a decent amount of time thinking about what mm-hmm. i to say, but I've done it at this point now for um, probably nine months or mm-hmm. so. Maybe not nine months, eight or nine months. And I, I've got a really good idea of that process. Like, I've, I've done it so many times. I've got a system in place of here's how I create content. Here's some of the topics I talk about. And, uh, it doesn't, it's not as draining as it was when I first started, but when I first started, it was, it was, you know, it was like, what what am I doing? You know, it's like a new action. Like you go to the gym for the first few times, you haven't been a while, you're gonna be super sore, Mm. be tired, you know, but give that a few weeks. So it'll be like, damn, I feel way better than I've ever felt. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, you alluded to some of this, um, already what are what are some of the myths about creating content that simply aren't true Um, one of them that comes to mind and we maybe we could expand on this is like you said needing to be creative and always create something new like that's definitely a myth yeah um you know what are some of the other ones that you can you can think of that would be that like stand out to you or you see with with some of your clients
1: i see that's good there's a few (laughs) There's so many but i think one of them that comes up is well, it it comes down to like knowing your audience because mm. when i started creating content i was trying to prove myself mm. right like like this was like me in 2015 through 2020 Three, 2015 and 2020 those 5 yeah. years of me creating content were just like then we talk about this periodization technique that uh, will instantly add X percentage to your you know, bench press. But really, I was just talking to other strength coaches and other trainers to show them how smart I was. Mm. It was like for their stamp of validation. So the, the myth or, or the thing is like, it can be so simple. Like, hey, here's three reasons why carbs are good. You know, like it does. And, 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 and saying it literally like a fourth grader Mm-hmm. Because it gives you more energy to do blank. Like it doesn't need to be like because it goes through the process of um of <laughs> if you don't have it, you're gonna go through um it? Glycoly- no, not glycolysis, gluconeogenesis. who gives a fuck? You know, saying, matter. but like but like yeah, you know, but but often that's where you want to go. Yeah. It's like I want to prove and show you that I've read this study that showed this and they showed a 14% increase over here, and this did this, this, and it's like No, bro. Just be like, because it's good. And if there is science, be like, it showed a fourteen percent increase in blank. But how simple? How Mm -hmm. simple can you make it to where people will actually, because they're scrolling so fast. If they can just read it in two seconds, they got it. Mm -hmm. As opposed to, or, or listen, they got it. They don't have to think about now. What did he mean by that? Oh, what is gluconeogenesis? Let me go look that up. Like, nobody's gonna do that. They're scrolling on social media.
0: You know what I mean? That's interesting. That's an interesting thing. And I've been, uh, talking to some of my clients about this recently, like, you know, imagine put, put yourself in your ideal client's shoes for a moment who let's say you're serving, um, people who, um, you know, in the fitness industry and you they're overweight, they don't go to the gym. Like they don't work out. They don't have that habit already. Well, what habits do they have? Like they're addicted to these damn things. They're scrolling, you know, they're not on social media so they can, you know, learn the science and get better. I mean, then you're targeting athletes who might want to actually improve, but change your messaging in that, that way. But if you're targeting people who are like stuck and addicted to them, like you just need to grab their attention in a way that they get it and understand it. And that's that hook, right. That
1: like first three seconds, it's like. And yeah. like as a PT, we, I, I used to create content and I mm-hmm. didn't do this, but I'd be like, all right, this is going to be a great drill for the rotator cuff. It's going to help you strengthen the external rotators instead yeah. of, do you have shoulder pain? Yeah. Try this <laughs> exercise. Yeah. Boom. That is legit. Yeah. All you have to say. They don't need to know why I mean, mm-hmm. you can, if you want to, but Hey, try this exercise, do this for three yeah. sets, do this 20 times and and, and DM me after you do it for a week and let me know how it feels
0: Mm -hmm. if you read that far into it you know I imagine like sometimes I uh I get in the, the scrolling habit once in a while I just you know find myself scrolling a little bit and I'll see a headline I'll see the post I'll read it for a moment I'll process it and then I'll move on without even reading the the whole caption And we put a lot of thought into those things, you know, as content creators, sometimes we put a lot of thought into captions. But um, what I find is you read the thing, it implants a little idea that you might think about later on, you know, while you're at the gym or while you're, um, you know, setting up your phone to create your own content, like you're thinking about what that guy said about creating content. Um, And that happens over and over and over until you finally realize like, oh, who is this guy who's... Creating and then you go and look. Yeah. So there's this process. Um, I forget. I don't. I I heard this from someone. Like you're only, you're only gonna be seen by like two or three percent of your your total followers, like your audience. And yet we bet one, we bet all of our like uh, energy on this one post that we make. But it's an actually the accumulation over a long period of time. And then you yep. can get someone's attention like enough to make them want to act or do something. Right.
1: Yeah. That that was the next myth I was going to talk about oh, was, yeah. the, was the fact that we, we think that a lot of us were advertised that social media is a great place for like reach. Oh, this. this this is going to blow my brand awareness up. If I create this one content and it gets a million views or 10,000 views, or maybe for some small creators, a thousand views, like, Oh, if I get a thousand views, that's going to get me, you know, 10 new followers. But what I found to be like, and we, you kind of just said it is social media is the best, one of the best nurture platforms out there. Mm -hmm. Like email used to be the thing, right? I go to the email and like, Oh, here's a value tip. Cool. I can read it. But you know, The amount of impressions that you could get on social media is going to far, could far exceed emails unless you're sending emails daily. But if I'm, if I'm making one or two posts a day, somebody could still see three or four of my posts because, you know, like I go to my feed, it will be like, here, post from two days ago. Like it'll show on my feed from somebody. So you could get three to five. And if you do stories, you get so many impressions in a day. And like you said, dude, I can't tell you. (laughs) the amount of clients that I've worked with that don't ever like or comment or share anything that I make. I'm like, where have you been? They're like, dude, I've been loving your content. I'm like, you haven't liked it once. You haven't commented. You haven't DMed me. I don't know who you are. Right. But it is that accumulation of, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, but I've been posting every day for, for six months. They they have subconsciously been thinking about me, even if they didn't know they've been thinking about me. Mm -hmm. So like one of the quick switches that I, encourage people to make in, in when I support them in a private like coaching setting is we're creating content to nurture our audience. We're not creating content to grow our following.
0: Mm.
1: You can, There's totally different strategies. You can do that, but you're playing the game with the algorithm versus what's your problem? What's the client's problem that they're experiencing? Just provide as much value as possible. Those that are engaging in your content, or like are in your network, they're going to be consuming it. Mm. But if we can start to think about I'm creating content to be a business owner, not an influencer, Mm -hmm. it becomes a lot easier because we like, I'm not going to say I don't think about hooks. I do think about hooks. I think about all that stuff, but to make a viral piece of content, like a lot more planning has to go into it versus what's my ideal customer's problem. How can I solve it in 30 to 60 seconds? And I will add a little hook in there, but I'm not going to be like, you know, viral hooks, chat GPT and spend like, (laughs) you know, three hours trying to just plan the content because that is just one small, I mean, it's small, it's big, but one area of the business, right? There's still sales, there's still fulfillment. There's still like Mm -hmm. other forms of marketing. There's so much more that goes into it. But I think when we think, oh, online business, we automatically, automatically think social media automatically. And it is a great avenue, but it is a part of a five or, you know, 10 part Mm -hmm. like business, you know, Mm -hmm. or
0: yeah, there's another myth that I, that I can recognize is that online business means you, you work essentially through social media and that's your platform for where clients can find you, interact with you. And, you know, I, I also work with some coaches and, um, other entrepreneurs who have they have legitimate like businesses. Some of them have brick and mortar businesses. They're using social media as a tool to nurture, gain attention. Cause it's where some of their clients are, but it's not like the, it's not like where their business thrives. Yeah. It's simply an avenue. And I like to switch the frame and just take out the word online. Like you have a business. How would you grow any business? Like personally, most I'd say nine out of every ten clients I get come from my own networking, like meeting people in person yeah. or referrals. And after we meet or we get referred, they look at my social media and or or they'll get referred to my Instagram. And then they'll like reach out to me and we'll chat, but it's it's not like the magic happens on on the, the platform, you know, that's just an avenue, a way for us to connect. I find that the, the best way is just like going to networking events, you yeah. know, like being present, being in front of your audience in, in as many different ways as possible, you know? Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, totally. And man, I can't tell you, <clears throat> This, cause it comes back to the nurture it, social media. It can be a place where you find somebody it can be, but you typically. Gotta go viral. Someone's got to share your stuff or you are running ads. Like I've ran a lot of ads just to like grow my account where it's like, Hey, go follow me for more. And I may get like 50 cent followers to a dollar that are like ideal clients, but they're more than likely not going to buy right then and there. Like we talked about, they're going to nurture, listen to it for a while. And then once they feel ready, they're going to reach out and book a call, but that could be three to six months, right? There, there are some people that I, I can get on a call within like, you know, the first 48 hours of them following me, but you know, they're not going to be as hot or likely to like pull the trigger and work with me because they're just like, who's this guy? He's asking for thousands of dollars. I don't know who he is, you know? So it's like, (laughs) they, they might not sign up. Right. But what does happen is even if I, like you said, if I meet someone locally where I, I have a referral. Before they, they may schedule a call with me, but before they hop on a call, they're going to do their research, right? So they're going to do two things. One, they're gonna go to my website and what does my, have on my website? A ton of testimonials, just a big wall of reviews. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, cool. He can, he can get results. It's awesome. They might find a free training on there too, to nurture them. And then on Instagram and YouTube, I've just got a bunch of free value content. And I can't tell you how many people will reference specific content on those calls. Why? Because they binged my content before hopping on a call. Because let, let, let's be honest, and, and not everyone's this way, but I'd say a, a, a high percentage are most of us before we hop on a sales call with somebody, we already know if we're going to work with them or not. Mm. You know, or there's like, we may not know 100%, but there's, there's a, we're kind of leaning one way or the other. Like, I, I know I've been that, like, I'm legit just getting on this call just to learn more about his process. I have no desire to work with him. Mm hmm. And then there's others that are like, I just need him to take my money. Like, <laughs> you know, but social media can be the thing that helps them move that needle before they get on the call. And if you don't have social media or you don't have a nurture platform, they're going to more than likely come on that call of just being like, I just want to learn more information. Like I'm not make they've already decided I'm not making a decision on this call or it's a no for me. I just want to hear about what he's doing.
0: Mm-hmm that that lesson that you just shared is uh can save people a lot of time and a lot of energy and stress if you can figure that out with, very quickly on a on a sales call i like how you said you know before someone hops on a sales call they already know whether or not they're, they they want to work with you i i like to think of it as they already know whether or not they want to solve this thing right now they want to solve yeah. this problem um and if you've done good a good enough job of demonstrating that that you can help them solve the problem then you're more likely to like bring on bring them on as a as a client yeah um, but that and that comes down to like actually providing some value which you know a lot of people really don't they don't really provide upfront value um whether that's like through how, how you're doing it with per, like creating a ton of content that's actually useful for people that they can, you know, binge on and, you know, be hungry for more, I imagine, or want to go directly to the source, um, or by, you know, getting on a, a, a free call with this person and, you know, letting them know, like, this is not a sales call. I'm just going yeah. to help you out. Um, where you can save people a lot of time and energy if you can get to that point right away. You know, I've I've definitely gotten on calls with people and then at the end of the call you ask for the sale. This was before I had like a really cleaned up sales process. Yeah. And I'd get to the end and and they're like, "Oh, you know, I was just looking for information. Like I don't really want to do anything with this." Like, "Oh." So then we just wasted the last hour. That's what I'm hearing.
1: <laughs> yeah, being clear with the intention of the calls like is, is is pretty important because I, I i like when i first started and got nervous about asking for calls i'd be like let's just like you know i got some advice you want to hop on a call and then like on a mm. call i would try i would i was super nervous like transition into the sale or the pitch you know but i i a lot of times especially if they're colder like i i definitely use that two call approach you do yeah yeah unless and, and well it depends right so like if they've if they've already it depends on the thing what they've seen so like if someone comes in from an ad and they Mm -hmm. watch a 10 minute video and they've already heard my pitch they've heard my pitch everything but the price like you know like hey this is my guarantee this is what you're going to get those people i schedule 45 with because they're if they book the call themselves too they're they're clearly interested in the offer but if i meet someone on social media at this stage if my volume increases it might change but if i meet somebody who's engaging in my content or somebody follows me and we have a quick call like you know, connection and, and we're messaging back and forth. I typically do position that 15 minute, like just value call value call, but also just to see like, what are you working on, man? Yeah. Cause like I, I could have that. And I, sometimes I still do have that conversation. What are you working on? What are your goals? Da, da, da. I can have all that in the DMS, mm-hmm. but sometimes if it's a busy person, like a 15 minute call is just like, Hey, let's just jam through all these questions. I would ask you in the DMS. I can ask you in person. And also you you can get to know me, you know, mm-hmm. you get to know my energy, like, cause who we are on social media is often different than who mm-hmm. we are in like a slower setting. Cause dude, I, I make it real. I'm like, all right, y'all, I just had a shit out of caffeine. and <laughs> You know what I mean? But it's like, it's like, you're on drugs, like to get, yeah. to get your like 60 second clip done. But mm-hmm. when you meet me in person, like I'm a, for me personally, like I, I, I'm a lot slower. Like I, I listen more than I speak in, in like normal settings and in coaching settings. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a listener, like more than I am. Like You should do this, you should do this, like like that's not Mm -hmm. not my vibe, but you wouldn't know that until you got on a call with me. And I just and I'm not talking most of the you know connection or sales call. I'm just
0: listening. You ever shock people? Um, I don't know if shock's the right word, surprise people because um you just said on social media you're putting out a lot of information and you're talking, you're doing all the talking, it's very quick also very potent because you want to make sure that it's like as distilled down and easy and simple and easy to digest as possible um so like people get on a call with you and they're and then you start asking questions and listening that's like the total opposite does that does that tend to surprise people and they they say something like oh i didn't i really didn't expect you to actually ask me all these questions i thought you'd just give me advice here (laughs) Sometimes, dude, I, I I noticed it more when I was doing
1: coaching, like weightlifting coaching, like because yeah. I'd in in the sport of weightlifting and and powerlifting, oftentimes the coaches are just like heels, you know, like blah blah blah, and I often would be like, you know, they finished the lift, like all right, so how'd that feel? They're like, mm. and 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 they would be like, I don't know, you're supposed to tell me something, you know, like. <laughs> That's, that, that's what you're here for. You're supposed to tell me what to do. And I'm like, I can tell you how it looked, but how did it feel, you know? And like, <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, but it, I I do, it does happen in, in business too. It's like, okay, cool. Like, you know, this is the strategy. You did it for a week. How did it feel?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know if I shock people, but I think they, they often smile because they're like, oh fuck, this is my process. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this is my process. This is my journey. Mm-hmm. And it, it reflects back onto them that, you know, that I think that's what every good coach does is just like help that person discover what's the right answer for them rather than being like, this is the only way you got to send X number of messages a day. You got to post X number of times per day. And I think we like that when it comes to content, but then when we like, you know, oh, I like that content. Yeah. Good advice. Mm-hmm. But every person's going to be different. If you're not posting at all, if I said post twice a day, you probably would freak out, you know, not freak out, yeah. but like you wouldn't do it for 90 days.
0: It, it'd be hard. Yeah. I, I just had a, I have a client, um, Janine and she has a photography business and, um, wants to utilize social media and we were setting some KPIs last week and she's like, yeah, I, I want to post, um, three times a week. I'm like, okay, that, well, that sounds reasonable. Let's what are you doing now? When I opened up her Instagram and, you know, sharing the screen on, on the computer, I open it up and I looked through and I noticed that she's posted 10 times, um, between January, 2022 and now. So 10 times in 15 months, not including some stories. So I asked her very candidly, like, okay, so you, you've posted an average of, uh, less than one time a month and you want to go to three times a week uh is that a is that a big jump for you do you think that's realistic and i think there's like an aspect of like having a strategy that can make it realistic yeah like having a really clear and distinct plan like what to post how to like when to do it that might help um but oftentimes we start at zero or we start at such a low number and we think we can just go and ramp up so quickly because we see other people like like we look at your instagram and you're posting twice a day right and you and other mm-hmm. people's um uh, social media and they're posting you know five six times a day there's constantly tr- pushing out content um but fail to see that there was that was an accumulation there was like a gradual increase because i imagine you started at zero at some point. Right. And then over yeah, was the a, course of mm-hmm. years got to this point.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I remember the first few times I made content, like the, even the body sensations I felt. So like, I remember feeling tight, like my low back was mm-hmm. tight. My chest was constricted and I was like, I'm sharing this stuff <laughs> and I'm like, you know, worried of, of how it's going to be perceived. But if I, and then two, when you that's one, when you create it and then two, when you post it, like, man, when I first posted, like when I started posting consistently. I'd sit here refresh. And he likes fresh, you know? Mm-hmm. And like if you're doing that 5 times a week and like you're not used to creating content, that's not the it's not going to necessarily support you that much. Like you're going to be like, "Wow, that I'm like I'm overwhelmed because all I'm thinking about is how well did my post do today?"
0: <laughs>
1: you know, versus first being more relaxed, and calm. Well, there
0: there's the mindset of like slow accumulation and an improvement, like 1% improvement versus thinking every post has to be a hit and, and like this massive improvement every single time. Um, you know, if you can, you can have, you could get lucky, make a really great post because it has like the perfect hook and the perfect story and call to action. Um, but it's likely not going to happen. You can, practice every single day, though, and try to get a little bit closer and a little bit better and track some results. And then, you know, over time, I think it comes to a a certain mindset. um, And we and I'd love to talk about this more specifically, you know, you, you talked a little bit about it. Having some tightness in your back when you create content these other feelings of like maybe anxiety, right? (laughs) Feeling stressed out about the stuff you're creating and maybe not wanting to put yourself out there in such, in that way. And I know, I I know, you know, for a lot of people doing this for the first time, creating for the first time where, you know, finally transitioning from, you know, just using social media for social, reasons to now business reasons, right? Yeah, That's a big, that's a big shift too. you know, where were yeah. you, what was that like for you in the beginning and how did you, um, grow into, you know, how you approach content now?
1: Man, when I first started, um, man, I'm, it, it, you, I could probably look back a year ago, like today before I, I set out on June of 2022 of being like, I hired I hired somebody to help me with my content. I think I paid him. It was either three or 5k, but he was a video coach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, me just making that commitment was like, I'm fucking doing this. You know, I'm cussing a lot in this one. I don't know why I don't, but I'm just doing it, you know? So, so good. uh, <laughs> but I, I hired somebody to help <laughs> me with it. And that commitment that I made financially, I like, I honestly, I used his services. But I really did. is was just like I just went all in on it because I I I put money down and invested into mm-hmm. myself. Before that, before I decided to take that action, I was doing a lot of journaling. Like I I, I read one. I think it's a it's in my Google Drive folder the other day, and I was just debating. I'm like, do I want to keep being the back end guy, like the behind the scenes guy, not have to create social media mm. content because that was really appealing. And then, and, and it's still, it still kind of is appealing, right? To be like, oh man, what if I didn't have to create any content and, you know, I can, I could have another face for my business or like when I was working with the strong coach, you know, Mike was the face. I was a behind the scenes guy, mm. but then, you know, then there are certain things I'm like, oh man, but if I was a face, I could say it this way or like, oh, it's just, you know, so it was like, I noticed that for me to get the message out that way I, I wanted to for any of the business, I was a part of, like it was easiest for me to be the one who's saying it because you know it was my idea. So let me just say it, right? So, I I made that transition and decided that okay, while being behind the scenes guy is nice and it's like comfortable, I can impact more people and help more people and share my message, and have a personal brand that attracts more deals, more opportunities in life just by showing up and sharing what I know. Mm-hmm. And I did that. I was like, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going I'm to start creating content. I don't expect to, you know, get 10,000 followers in the next year or like, you know, next month or two, but you know, I can still help a lot of people. And as I started creating content, I did like, people were like, dude, this has been super helpful. X, Y, and Z happened. and I'm like, Oh, cool! That, that that reel only had 100 views. How the heck did that? You know what I mean? But like, but I've had people message me, be like, "Dude, I took you up on that one thing you shared, and you know it did X, Y, Z for my business." And I'm like, "Really? You didn't like it? You know what I mean? You didn't like it? You didn't engage with it? <laughs> I didn't even know you viewed it." But they're like, "It was so helpful," and mm-hmm. I get those messages. Not all the time, but I'd say I probably get at least like probably one every week or two where someone's like, dude, this was super helpful. Thank you. I don't know if I just want to say that, you know, your content has been good. And I'm like, "Wow, mm-hmm. oh, okay, well, that's enough for me to keep showing up.
0: You mm-hmm. know, it's
1: just to get yeah, one message once every one or two weeks being like, this was so helpful. So I'm like, cool, but help that one person. I know there's a lot of people who didn't, who didn't want to share how helpful it's been. I'm just going to keep creating content.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I'm hearing that like recognizing that you did have a message and you had something to, to offer helped you to really come out of that,
1: that be behind yourself the in. scenes,
0: keeping yourself behind, yeah, behind the walls, behind the scenes and being uh, sort of known as that guy, um, which, you know, doesn't allow you to be known by many people, right? Because yeah, you're, while you're doing a lot of the quote unquote work, and you a lot of times a, you don't get the credit. Yeah. And it's not say that you like, you know, yeah,
1: you want the credit, but oftentimes. You, but you know, you can make
0: a bigger impact. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I can totally relate to that too. Um, I wrote down actually, before, when you started talking, I wrote down this, this, this phrase known for content and mm-hmm. we've been talking about content for the last. 37 minutes minutes, or so. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you want to be known for? Because you're good at it. You know, you've made this, um, you sort of entered into that space and it's a lot of what you talk about on your social media is creating content and, you know, how to grow an online business that way or how to, you know, you can get into that. But is that the thing you really want people to know you for? That's a good
1: question. what Um, is, you know, what is the thing? This is a great question. So I've been, I've been pondering this and, um, content is definitely not my thing. Like I'm (laughs) much, I wouldn't say not my thing. Like I'm, I'm decent at it. I don't get a ton of views, but like, I am a, I'm very process driven. So like for me, I honestly think my superpower is, is focus. And Mm. like a lot of that's through elimination. Of like what's yeah. unnecessary what can what's what can be like i'm a minimalist by trait like i don't like having a lot of shit like
0: yeah there's if, things for in anyone here. listening you see his office it's black and white <laughs> yeah there's it's black and
1: white is uh yeah. my girlfriend helped me at the shelf so there's <laughs> there's <some laughs> nice stuff over here shelf, yeah but um <laughs> yeah like i like minimum like keeping things simple so like mm-hmm. when i help people It's like, how simple can we make your process? Like here's like, by the time people have finished working with me, they have a daily and weekly like task management tool that's in Google tasks. Mm -hmm. And they have like, you know, I think there's five, I want to say there's about six things that they need to do every day. It's like, all right, they got to review their CRM. They need to update their call tracking sheet, just to track things. They need to post on social or do something on social. It could be story or post. Mm-hmm. You need to reach out to X number of people that they've committed to reaching out to that day. So it's like, there's just small daily tasks that, yeah. you know, if we do that for a long enough period of time, will get you the result of, you know, being consistent on social or growing a social media or growing an online business. But ultimately I think what I'd like to be known for in the, in the future with future offers, like, cause I, cause I'm, I'm serving people with the skills that I have of like simplification yeah. systems, productivity. To help them, the problem I'm solving for them is building their business. Yeah. But I'd say the skill set I have is like that productivity, uh, minimalist, like simplification and Mm. yeah, just like eliminating things that
0: aren't needed. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. What I, what I, what I notice in, um, like we, we, like we started with this, the word complexity, right. Comes up. And and you use the word focus a lot, and I I notice that in the content you share. I imagine it's intentional. By the way, you use the word focus on repeat.
1: That's
0: cool. So I, I I I'm glad I do because I'm like I yeah. don't even know if I do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I listen I listen for these things. I'm a I'm a big language nerd, uh, so I listen for like repeated words and and you know, because what people typically talk about is what they represent speaks about them in a lot of ways. But you use that word a lot. Um, we also talked about complexity earlier and um, in the early stages. And I talked about this with um, Matt Gardner the other day. Um, he was in a, he was on the show. We talked about uh, how in the very beginning of your business, um, even if you've been in business before like I have and then sort of transitioned into a mm-hmm. new business, like you've done that too, that first year or so, or even longer is very chaotic because you're trying all of these different things and you're not really sure what works. So you're just throwing darts and hoping that they stick. Um, maybe they're going to stick on the target, right? Yeah. And eventually you want to get closer and closer to that bullseye. That's what I consider focus, but it takes repetition. And it's through the removal of all the chaos and the complexity, or simply when we think of chaos, we're just slowing everything down so that you can actually see what's going on. And I love how you, um, you talk about the, the six or so simple tasks that you're, that you give people on a daily basis. And it's just these six things. And if you just focus on that, you're, you're good, and oftentimes we we get in the in the habit, or we get into the um, the rabbit hole of trying to do too much.
1: Dude, that was exactly what yeah. kept me from like from 2015 to 2020 when I was growing when I was online as a coach, yeah. making no money. That was why. It's like mm-hmm. Facebook group over here, podcast mm-hmm. over here. Uh, Instagram over here. I'm going to do some blogs. You know, I'm going to do YouTube. And I'm like <laughs> that now that's just five things. Oh, you know, I'm also going to add some local networking. I'm going to go to a network, a BNI meeting once a week. And it's like, by the time you've done all the things, you've got like 10 things that you're doing to grow your business and that, and you don't have a repeatable process for any of them. You may have KPIs like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go to X number of BNI meetings. I'm going to do X and things, but it's like, what if you went to 10 BNI meetings instead of one a week? Like I think a lot of people, and that's where the focus comes in. It's like, if you devote more energy to one specific thing, you can figure out really, really fast. Like, let's say it's, let's just use paid ads for the example.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. If I'm, if I'm only spending a hundred dollars, uh, a hundred dollars, let's say, I oh not let's, let's say I'm spending $20 a day. Yeah. And you know, I'm also doing 20 other things. What would happen if I tried for a week, just going from $20 a day to a hundred dollars a day. And I got rid of all the other shit that I was doing. Mm-hmm. What would happen? Like, I do Just test it for a month. Just see what happens. But yeah. that could be the one thing that you do that gives you repeatable results. If it's not paid ads, what if you went to, what if you doubled or tripled your, your networking events and you dropped creating YouTube or podcast content? Like me mean, kind of, what you're doing now, you're like, I'm doing 30 days of podcasting. What, yeah. What's going to happen? Let's find out. You know what
0: I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: But we have to, it's kind of comes back to the scientific method, which I'm also, I'm, I'm a doctor of physical therapy. So like I, I learned like, mm-hmm. you know, science. So it's like, let's test one variable at a time. Let's keep things mm-hmm. constant. This is our business model. Okay. This is the one offer we have. This is the one sales process we have. This is the one way the you know, general script that we or, or I don't know. So scripts, the right. word, but like, these are the criteria that we need to talk about to qualify somebody before they get on a call. So it's like, mm-hmm. how do I book calls? And then. Let's say we post on social media once once a day. Cool. All those things are steady. That's the business model. We're not going to touch it. Now, mm-hmm. if we want to add in networking and, or try something else, let's just add one thing in at a time mm-hmm. and go all in on that thing and see how it does in 90 days. If it sucks, try something else or just stick to what's working. But I think we have to just like mm-hmm. focus typically is like, what is working? Let's double it. And if we don't know what's working, let's add one variable, mm-hmm. <laughs> test it and see if that is what's helping us grow or not. So you can only do that with data and
0: numbers and just being like mm-hmm. consistent, you know, Tracking. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing is the, the, the consistency with observation, which is what you do with a science experiment. You'd have to observe what's actually occurring and sort of, and compare that to your like c- control, right? Yeah, The control could simply be like, you know, what is possible with, you know, for, for example, like running ads, you know, what is possible. And then you look at where you're at and then see like, why, why are we off? When you can look at the data and this is the, this is the hard part, right? Because we get really attached. We get, we're very emotional beings, right? We often look at data and take it personally if it's not good, you know? But if you can look at it objectively for what it is like it's just it's just numbers on on paper i remember um you know i did, we do weekly or bi-weekly kpis i do that with my clients sometimes and i was going through with someone a while back and he was like embarrassed because he had zeros like didn't reach out to anyone this week okay didn't make any having no sales calls no no sales no yeah. revenue in and i was like okay, now we know where we are totally. And now we know what we can do. And it's not like you said, add everything. Just let's stack as much as possible. It's what's like one thing that might work and how yeah. do we know how we know if it's going to work, if we don't track it or even try, right. Let's we'll try something. Yeah. Tracking is,
1: <laughs> and it's not hard either. That's, that's one of the weekly chat mm-hmm. things that, that I I, I have is like a little check mark. It's just like, but even then it's like, when we think about focus, you know, there's so many things we could track, like, you know, yeah. so it's like, you know, for me, I typically pick, this is how I do it. But again, you could do more, you could always do more numbers, but less is better mm. typically for a quarter. What are the three things? that three numbers that if mm. you looked at and that was the only thing you looked at we would tell you, you know, like if you're on a vacation all right, I can I can spend another day in the bahamas or shit i need to get home and f- and or i need to get back on the computer and work on these things yeah typically that's like uh like it may depend on the business but if you focus is growth leads or new conversations that's kind of one mm-hmm. two uh number of sales calls three number of new clients or total clients like
0: yeah
1: you know those are those are kind of the three kp like the three north star metrics like these are the ones that have to hit if it's growth yeah if you're on fulfillment it might be something else like if you're like oh our churn rate's really bad well then maybe that's one of the metrics but if you can have three things that you track on a uh, monthly or not monthly you track them on a weekly basis but you have three things a quarter you pick of these are the three things that i really want to improve on It's way Mm -hmm. better than being like, I need all 20 of these numbers to be better. Like, okay, (laughs) well, that's not going to happen. Like, I mean, it could happen, but if each person has three, their own three KPIs, it's more likely to happen. Right. So it's like, all right, the YouTube guy, he's got three KPIs. Okay, cool. So that's why, like, you know, that's why you see creators or business owners with multiple streams, like, like even for me in my content, I have two editors that help me on a consistent basis with all of my content. And then I have one person who's helping me manage my social media. So it's a team of four of us, you know, mm-hmm. actually no five, including the thumbnail guy. There's five of us to make me be able to do Instagram or to allow me to do Instagram and YouTube. If I didn't have those people, there's no way I would be able to do multi-platform. And I, and I don't recommend multi-platform to started, but as you grow, you can build systems and teams who are responsible for the platforms. But yeah. if you don't have any of that, you're like, oh, I'm just, just me. There's no yeah, you're only KPIs ready to, is better. You're only you know? ready
0: to do that. Because I imagine people listening might think like, oh, I can't handle that on my own. I'm not ready. But Of course, you're ready to do that when you. Track for long enough and establish something that works, and you systemize it. Meaning, someone can read off of a piece of paper like what steps to take, how to measure success. Yeah, like that's what I think about in in terms of systems. Like the simplest possible thing, you know, if there's a couple of steps, as few as possible too. Like you don't need; it doesn't need to be a lot. But if there's a few steps and you can clearly, objectively measure, did it was it successful or not, then you're ready to. Bring someone on as long as you can afford it. Right. But if yeah, it's, and I, and if, if it's the working, then you can, can probably in afford though, it. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, but if it's super simple, you can bring anybody on at, you know, 15 bucks an hour right. if they're us bound, but if you have a complex task. That's why I try to avoid it. It's one of the reasons I avoid it, then you're gonna have to find someone who's can do that. Like, do you need a coder for what you're doing? Oh, that's not good. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know how much coders cost, but like, <laughs> you know, for me, if somebody is being like prospecting because they fill out a, a, a form on social media or they filmed out a, a, a form on website to learn more about me, you know, I've got a series of questions and I can pay somebody, hey, just make sure to qualify them with these questions. And I can pay that person $15 an hour. And if they, if they, if they generate a client, I give them a bonus, but you know, I can do that. Right. So it's like, there's a, here are the the questions I need you to ask, ask mm-hmm. this in a conversational manner. Don't just be like question one, da, da, da. like, yeah, but there's a process there and it's simple. And because it's simple, I can hire somebody. If it was complex of being like, I like, if I didn't give them any instruction and I just hire them being like, Hey, there's people who are reaching out and asking for support, book calls with them. They would be, it wouldn't be good. And then two, like they would have to create that. So it's like, I would be looking for a specialist. Yeah. Yeah. To help me create the process rather than like, here are the five questions, go ask these. And if they answer them in this way, extend this to them, a call. If they answer them this way, here's a free guide you can give them. You know, it's like, Hey, you're not ready for a call yet. Go watch this training. Come back in three months after doing this thing. And if you're there, we'd, we'd
0: love to, you know, see if we can support you. I have yeah. uh, another, there's two more questions I would really love to ask. Um, one of them on this topic, uh, the topic of focus, really, Um, because you had mentioned like a couple of different, um, yeah, you mentioned a couple of different like things people can focus on, like it, whether it's podcasting blog youtube instagram whatever it is right Uh, ideally you pick one yeah how do you know which one to pick how does how would someone know like which one is going to be the best one for them that's a good question curious to hear your your thoughts
1: i have some biases but um that's just from my experience and and also depends on the industry right so it's like Mm. Ultimately, you're going to pick the one that you have the most fulfillment out of doing and the most ex- excitement doing hmm. there. There are a lot of benefits with Instagram and Facebook that aren't on other platforms. Yeah, because I can see who's engaging in my content and and when they are engaging, I can shoot them a message. There's an, and they don't have to be my friend to shoot them a message. Like I, it's not, it'll pop up in the requested box, but I can see exactly who's, you know, viewing my stories, who's liking my posts who followed me and I can, I have the ability to message them all. So Instagram and Facebook have a faster return on investment because you can start to see who's engaging it immediately. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that it's the best long-term strategy. I think the best long-term strategy is a longer form channel, whether that be podcast, YouTube, or mm-hmm. blogs. I, I, I would honestly if pick more of the podcaster or, mm-hmm. or YouTube. I think YouTube's one of the best ones because there's search engine features mm-hmm. and it's just it's a powerhouse once you get it dialed in. But that takes about two years to build. So when it comes to simplification and getting just started, pick whatever is get started with the one that's the easiest for you to get started. If you like doing, you know, longer form stuff, you could start a podcast, you could start uh, you know, a YouTube channel. Just know that you're gonna need Another form of outreach or lead generation because it's going to take two years for it to be your primary inbound lead, like producer. So, like, there's people who do YouTube and they do cold email as their, you know, their, their, their reach out. Mm -hmm. Again, if I go back to the Instagram and and Facebook, I don't need to do cold emails, cold calls, any of that because I have DMs. Mm -hmm. So, I like Instagram and Facebook because there's that feature of having the DMs. And they can just simply click your profile and be nurtured and decide, do I want to respond to this guy or not? Versus like a cold email. Now they got to go to to Google, type in your company's name, look you up or find you on YouTube. So Mm -hmm. if YouTube, uh, dude, if YouTube had a messaging feature, it would be an incredible platform. And I think Mm -hmm. it's still an incredible platform, but that would make it like next level, you know, but I, I typically have people start on Instagram or Facebook because of that messenger feature. In the ability to connect with more people. But again, if somebody's like, I hate these platforms, like you could mm-hmm. definitely do YouTube. You could definitely do podcasts. I would just pair it with some sort of other way for you to consistently book mm-hmm. calls, which I think you have email, you've got cold calling. I'm not a huge fan of cold calling, but yeah, <laughs> you've got emails, uh, you could do LinkedIn outreach, but you need to have some sort of way to book calls. And I think that's the only issue with YouTube and podcasts is that you just, you don't know who's downloading your stuff. You don't know who's viewing your stuff, uh, unless they're commenting on the YouTube or something like yeah. that for podcasts, you know?
0: Yeah. What, what I'm hearing is, um, and you're thinking from the perspective of how can I engage with my audience, right? How can I actually, um, harness the attention that I'm getting and and convert yeah. them to new business. Right. And we have these sort of two structures in place we have the mo- we have the structure that um allows us to speak to our audience and then we have the structure that allows us to speak with our audience right the totally um, like youtube um podcasting things like that are it's the equivalent of us standing on a platform you know in new york city and people gathering around And they watch us perform, and they listen to us, (laughs) and they might like us, and they might like they might throw us a coin, and that's the likes and the comments. Um, But then they walk away, unless we have a way to grab their information, which is you know something like an opt in, a way to opt in, right? Yeah. Whereas Instagram, Facebook, these are platforms that you can use to two way communicate, yeah, pretty pretty easily. Like really easily, you could Uh, legit send a message to a stranger and be like, Hey, I see we're also one of those as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's that one. People don't typically like message as far from my understanding as much as they do on Instagram and yeah, and Facebook, like there's more cold DMS get sent on Instagram and Facebook than they do. And, um, Twitter. So pretty
0: fascinating. It's it, it, it is. And, um, I, I you know, one of the thoughts that came to mind before is, you know, we think you and I clearly think very strategically, like we have these different parts of the business and they all play a role and each one has its own system and a process. And, you know, we want to strategically place them so that it all sort of works together. Um, but for a lot of people, they may not be thinking in that way. Um, how do you encourage people to, um, be able to zoom out, think more objectively and strategically about their business and, and ultimately about how they structure their life. Because for the, for the most part, the audience for this podcast and, uh, and your audience, like we're working as solo entrepreneurs, online yeah. businesses, or maybe we do have a team, but we we have our own businesses and we integrate work and life together there's yeah. really there has to be a harmony between those things so how do you uh, you know invite someone to approach this from a strategic point of view
1: yeah they don't when already. Com- totally when it comes to business process mapping is key for me so like when someone joins like my my container i have two i have two process maps that they follow all the way throughout for every every content every module it comes back to the process map, the business model. So there's one that's this is the business model. Mm-hmm. This is how things happen. And on that same process model, uh, actually I don't know if there's another, but but there's certain percentages. Like all right, you know, 30% of people who go from here should go here. So like we have a model and a framework. And you know it's gonna be different for everybody, but for the most part, this is the model we're using. And whenever I create content in that in my paid group, it comes back to that. And if it's not a part of that, I'm not going to create content around it because it's, it's distracting. So it's like, we have a framework, this is how the business works, you know, uh, and mainly around growth, but I also have one for fulfillment too. So it's like, here's, if you have a one-on-one offer, here are the steps you need to take to deliver good results. They're broad, you know, it's a framework, right. But it still helps you see as a, as a clear picture. And then, yeah, there's another frame, there's another, yeah, that doesn't matter. But yeah, those those are the two big process maps that when someone signs up and works with me, or if they're doing it for their business, they still need mm-hmm. to have that. It's like, hey, here's how we grow. And if it doesn't fit, like if there's like a box over here, it's like podcast and it doesn't fit in with the rest of the stuff that you've got, mm-hmm. then it's like, is this needed? Can we eliminate this? No, it's mm-hmm. like or or is this a long term project? Like, yeah, I'd say again, if I kind of point back to YouTube, YouTube is one of my things, but it doesn't point directly back to my process map. And I think about every week, so I'm like, should I just eliminate it? Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, now I need to give it two years. So I'm like, all right, give it two yeah. years. And it, it, you know, probably, I'll probably get closer to a year. At the year mark, we'll see where we're at. If there's not, if it's not gaining traction or steam and it doesn't fit back into this model, mm-hmm. I don't want to keep doing it, you know what I mean? But it's like, I have the space for that. And that's my variable yeah. that like I'm testing right now. Right? So.
0: Because it costs you very little, like energy wise, time wise.
1: Yeah. Because I have a thumbnail guy and I have an editor. So like for me, it takes 10 minutes to record the video and then 10 minutes to watch it after actually, because I watch it two times speed, five minutes to watch it, to give any suggestions on the edits. So there's 15 minutes and maybe 10 minutes to Get the thumbnail from my thumbnail guy and write the, the topic. So you know, let's just say it's thirty minutes per video max. Yeah, you know, and that's, that's not that's not lot. that much. You know, for it's an hour an hour a week. If I'm doing two a week, an hour a week, and um, I'm, I'm 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 very comfortable doing an hour a week for fifty two weeks and just seeing where it's at.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you think? And uh, you know, we're over hour. Do you have time? A little more time? Are you good? Uh, I've got about five minutes. Five minutes cool. is good. Do you think there is some Um, value in having things like that, having a YouTube channel, because it sort of makes you appear more professional, even if it's not like doing well.
1: I think it could. Like to have certain
0: things, like a really buffed up website, like people like to have websites and people like to have certain things in their business because it demonstrates some like credibility. Um, yeah, is I yeah don't it think negligible.
1: I think YouTube's negligible if you yeah. have if you have another social media content mm. that you're nurturing people on.
0: Yeah.
1: So like I, I if I look at you know it's, it's too early to say but I, I imagine if I looked at my sales now and yeah. but before I had YouTube it's probably a similar closing rate like you know the amount of people to sign up. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that that's a real thing but I do think that the website yeah, I do think having a Especially, it just depends on how much money you're asking for, right? Like, if you're a business coach and you're <laughs> yeah. asking for thousands of dollars and your website looks like it was built from a, with a fourth grader, like, there's a lot. There's a lot of marketers, which is weird. It's like, I see a lot of people who run paid ads yeah, who run them to really nice sites. Their sites suck. And I'm like, you lost mm-hmm. me, bro. Like, you know, so I do think that the website does matter. I do think that your, like your Instagram bio, that mm. does matter. I don't know about YouTube though. I don't think that really adds that much. Mm. I mean, it could, but I, I I don't see it.
0: I think if it's, if you have a YouTube channel and it's like bad, it's better to not have one at all. Yeah. Like if you
1: have, like I I deleted all or (laughs) I, I hid all of my like pre business content on there. Like Mm. there's a lot of training or like, look at a day in the life of me when I was trying to be a fitness dude, you know, like, like there's just silly videos that I'm like. People don't need to see this, you know? (laughs) Yeah.
0: And I imagine same could go for any of the other platforms. Like if you're only putting a minimal amount of effort into it and people are going to see it and sort of people do judge based on what they see, they might look at something that's half-assed and that think that that reflects who you are, your lack of attention to detail or something like that. So there's a, there's two sides to this. Yeah. That's an, that's a topic for another day. <laughs> what what what's something you're excited about right now, Matt? Building my team, man.
1: Building my team. I just hired someone last week for lead generation. So that's been uh training that person fully right now. And then next month I'll be hiring someone to help coach and fulfill on the clients that I'm taking in. They'll help with onboarding, help with like weekly check-ins. So I do weekly KPI check-ins with all of my people and as my container grows i'm like oh man this is another hour added you know to my plate mm-hmm. and like where i want to be more and more is more marketing like i love creating content sharing value yeah and a lot of my energy has been towards sales and fulfillment so building systems inside my business like i was on mm-hmm. uh, doing some zapier work on yeah. sunday over the weekend i was like cool i'm gonna integrate this into mm-hmm. slack when this form filled out over here goes here so like just building stuff for myself is so fun I, I love to i'm a builder <laughs> like for sure a builder it's fun so for you, yeah yeah building the team and then building the systems so that i can get more time back in my day so that i can continue to grow and help more people um yeah and, and practice what i preach because you know it's i'm it's it's easy for everybody Is like we can always you know tell hey this is how we stay focused and then it's like how, how focused are you inside you know so
0: mm.
1: i think that's really key is is focusing and building teams and systems so that i can create the space that uh, that i advertise because that's that keeps me in integrity
0: mm. you know there's a there's a big lesson for people to take away from that <laughs> awesome yeah thanks Matt. appreciate yeah, you man. man this was uh man as always anytime we talk and we share publicly like we, we create some some good stuff for people and I imagine people are going to listen to this um, more than once um, so anyone who's tuning in now and listening uh, definitely rewind definitely go back and check the highlights in the notes too because I do post some highlights in, in here that you can see and you know, check the little timestamp. go back to anything you, uh, you liked mm-hmm. and follow Matt Shiver on Instagram he's got some good stuff <laughs> if you didn't get, take that already
1: thanks brother this yeah. one.